The Writer Files, a member of the Podglomerate Network. Greetings, scribes. Just a quick break to recommend our recent sponsor's Book of the Month. Book of the Month makes reading better by offering members a few new book selections each month to help you cut through the noise, save time, and make it easier to decide what to read next. Each month, the editorial team reads through hundreds of new titles and picks five to seven of the best new books for you to choose from. All of these books are good, so you really can't go wrong. Book of the Month helps readers like you and I find books that we wouldn't normally discover on our own. The cool part is selections largely focus on new and upcoming authors in multiple genres. Book of the Month also recently launched curated audiobooks, so members can get a hardcover or an audiobook each month, which you can then download and listen to right in the app. This month, I chose A Little Supernatural Fair in Murder Road by New York Times bestselling author Simone St. James, described as the story of a young couple that find themselves haunted by a string of gruesome murders committed along an old deserted road in this terrifying new novel. Just go to bookofthemonth.com to pick your first book and join Book of the Month. That's bookofthemonth.com. And for a limited time, you can join and get that first book for just $9.99 with the code CHIRP. That's C-H-I-R-P. Enjoy. Rainmaker FM. And welcome back to The Writer Files. I am your host, Kelton Reed. And in this special edition of the show, we're going to take a glimpse behind the scenes and how we produce the program and the people responsible for it. As Rainmaker FM approaches its second anniversary, I thought it apropos to examine exactly how we got here. This is going to be fun. It may seem like I'm just a guy in a garage, like so many podcasters, who interviews writers and then frantically scrambles to produce the show in the margins of my real job as a multimedia producer for Rainmaker Digital. And I do host and help produce the show, of course, but I don't record it in my garage. I'm sorry. You will learn exactly where and how I do it. And this week, I also get the rare opportunity to shine a light on my talented production team and how this all happens. The conclusion of my chat with screenwriter and author of All Our Wrong Today's Eli Mastai will be published February 7th, the day his new book comes out. But in this episode of The Writer Files, our production team and I talk about how the show made the jump from a written interview to a podcast format, the process uh, we use to book our writers, how I research, record interviews, and write for the show's website, why the raw audio of the show needs a little massaging from a pro audio engineer, and how it all comes together to beam to your phone or desktop and nestled neatly into your ears. If you are a fan of the show, please click subscribe to automatically see new interviews as soon as they are published. And a quick reminder that The Writer Files is brought to you by the Rainmaker platform, the complete solution for digital marketing and sales. Grow your audience and email list faster. Build profitable marketing automation, color landing pages, podcast networks, and membership programs. Sell online courses, digital products, and much more. The Rainmaker platform helps you to focus on your business and stop worrying about the technology you need to succeed. Start building your own digital marketing and sales platform today. Begin your free 14-day trial at rainmaker.fm slash platform. That's rainmaker.fm slash platform. Thanks for listening. And that brings me to my very first guest on this uh, special edition of The Writer Files. 
Robert Bruce, the man partly or I should say mostly responsible for the existence and genesis of this show and a coworker and confidant. As you know, Robert, I like saying confidant. It just kind of rolls out. It's a great word. Time. It's a great word, man. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. It's almost, it's almost communistic. <laughs> Com- no, that would be commandant, right? No. <laughs> What's the communist word for friend? Comrade. That's comrade. It's not quite comrade. My coworker. Are you a, co- are you a communist, Kelton? Uh, no, no. I, I have read the Communist Manifesto um, Who just hasn't? out of uh, sheer curiosity. and uh, pure intellectual curiosity. Yeah, right. Sure. That's something that make you read in, in, uh, in Southern California, great school. <laughs> that's right. Um, so, uh, who are you, Robert? What, and what, what do you do? Give us a little brief bio, specifically what, what have you done for, uh, this podcast and or podcasting in general? So I think, and you might have to refresh my memory, but, um, I think, well, okay. Who am I? I right now, man, there's so much going on in this place. So I recently switched some roles over I'm working with Studio Press. Um uh, I think my title is Vice President of Marketing. Uh we don't we're not big on titles in this company, but um working a lot on Studio Press stuff, which was a switch for almost two years or a year and a half of working on Rainmaker FM. But obviously I'm jumping in and out of that as well a little bit. Um yeah, we're about to release a big product. So I'm back to copywriting for the first time in a number of years, which has been uh, an interesting thing. So that's what I'm doing right now. And that will broaden into, you know, more of content strategy and creating stuff for Studio Press and working with Brian Gardner yeah. uh, more directly. And then by night, I write unusually short stories at robertbruce.com. That's right. That's right. And did, our- did you like my my pitch, my plug there. I did. I, I do love those unusually short stories. I know that you have a, uh, uh, a penchant for, um, uh, going in and out of knife gun pen.com also, yeah, or I'm toying around with this, this site idea. It's been years and I don't know what I want to do with it. I've got this. I've, the first thing I ever wanted to be was a, a, a detective, uh, when I was a kid. And I've always had a thing, you know, like just about any American, um, you know, we, we, we all love crime and noir and crime culture. We're as adults addicted to crime television. And so I've got this idea for this site and this domain. It was the first domain I bought 10 years ago, actually. Wow. And uh, it's just not gelling at the moment, but we'll see. <laughs> okay. So, um, let's go back a little bit. Let's, let's talk about, I wanted to get you on here, uh, first to kind of talk about the, how this show came into being, um, the idea behind the writer files initially, which was not a podcast and kind of the ethos that, uh, you know, created this, this show in particular, but, um, yeah, wh- where did the writer files come from? Do you remember? Yeah. So this it started as a text uh, in, in the form of text. And I don't remember how early you and I talked about it, but like so many, I always loved one of my favorite things, great magazine, Vanity Fair, and one of the best, if not the best to me, um, section or, or recurring section in that magazine was the very back page 
little thing called the Proust questionnaire, as in Marcel Proust, the French uh, essayist. In Vanity Fair, they would they would uh, it was the same, I believe, the same questions every time, but they would rotate through this kind of you know amazing cast of world class writers and actors and philosophers and business people, asking them this series of questions. And I should have done a little research because I don't know if there were was a purpose uh, other than just interest in in why these particular questions were compiled mm-hmm. in the Proust questionnaire. But it's it was unendingly fascinating, and like I said, to me, it was my favorite part of that magazine, and in large part, still is. And so um, the idea just came, and and this is a lot of people have riffed on that um, over the years, both in text and audio, and. I'm going to sneeze. I know it. Sorry, man. <laughs> Don't apologize to me. Apologize to Toby. <laughs> Sorry, Toby. <laughs> I guess it's not going to happen. Okay. Um, <laughs> I think you should leave that in. It might as well. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, um, that was kind of the, the genesis of the idea. Yeah. And obviously, we wanted to kind of tweak it toward our audience at Copyblogger. Um, and so on copyblogger.com, do you remember the date? I don't, I don't yeah, know. Four, four years ago. Almost, four years ago. Almost to the day um, yeah. when we published that first experimental episode with uh, Mr. Brian Clark, our right. our uh, humble leader. But uh, Brian Clark, the uh, CEO of Rainmaker Digital, was my first uh, victim. And from there, kind of had a, a cavalcade of uh, pretty interesting writers yeah. on. Yeah, no, you've got you got some big time. Well, one thing I want to say too, this was this was really uh, perfect because at that time, you and I were with Brian and Sonia. Kind of, we we needed to come up with stuff weekly, like you yeah. know, we, on top of everything else we were doing for the job. And so, um, I don't know how you felt when this idea came around, but it was like to me, it was like, oh, this is perfect. And I don't know why I gave it to you because it would have been the perfect thing for me to do. <laughs> And get out of having to write a weekly article. Um, and, and it'd be, you know, really useful and interesting, hopefully, to um, to our audience as well. But anyway, yeah. you took it. You ran with it masterfully. Oh, you, you developed the questions and redeveloped them and kind of over time brought in a bunch of stuff. And, you know, now you've got this massive Rolodex of superstars across the globe <laughs> who are clamoring to to talk to you. Uh, but no, you're Perfect. right. Over the years, um, you've got some names listed here, and we were looking at, yeah, Seth Godin, Austin Kleon, Maria Popova. Sure. Yeah. Early er, then, those are early days. I mean, it was like Dan right. Dan Pink uh, when Liz Gilbert popped in there to do that. That was pretty fun. But yeah, I mean, okay. So you actually really did help me to develop the Q and A, which, as you said, is is the Proust questionnaire. Kind of meets. Right inside the actor's studio, as as I describe it, sometimes yes, yes, um, to kind of get into the brains. And I think I think that the uh, at least the um, original idea was um, to get a glimpse of the of the process of the writer's life, the writing life, and yep. you know, it just kind of just kind of grew, kind of became its own thing. Um, but it, I think originally, Bruce Kushner was like a, a parlor game, you know, to kind of a. Uh, Oh, okay. Loosen the mood and get people to talk personally about themselves. But, you know, pithy short questions were always initially our idea, right? It was like right. one word short answers, answers are fine. Yep. Um, okay, so let's talk about kind of moving forward. 
um, you know, the, the process itself was like, you know, I was coming up with these queries for um, authors and or their uh, handlers, publicists, um, if I could find them. And, and then sending the questions by email with the caveat. And Johnny Naster, host of uh, Hack the Entrepreneur and the show owner, recently asked me, like, how did you generate this written content? Was it an audio format first? It wasn't. It was all via email. And I was saying um, to some of these publicists, you know, they can answer as many or as few questions as they like. It was broken into the, the, the five pieces, the origin story, productivity, workflow, creativity, and some goofy ones. Um, and then uh, now... Uh, it is a a podcast. So, uh, mm-hmm. how did it be? How did it come to be a podcast on a podcast network that you built from scratch uh, with this great team that what I'm talking with today that has now published uh, and produced over 1,300 shows, coming up on the second anniversary of Rainmaker FM. It's a lot of content. Uh, how did um, this uh, show, The Writer Files, uh, make that jump from page to ears? Well, I think the shortest answer is the four of us built a podcast network and we needed a podcast, <laughs> right? Like we, needed the, we needed content. Yeah. I, I, but I think initially you and I started talking about it. It was this, we had hoped that it would become, oh, it's perfect. Like you said, inside the actor studio, it's this great interview format. Um, this would make for a great podcast and it serves our audience, continues to serve our audience of writers and bloggers and um, journalists and those people. And, you know, you've expanded that in the audio format even more, um, talking to some pretty heavy hitter scientists, um, neuroscientists and philosophers and all these. But really, yeah, I mean, this is this is probably a good lesson for anybody listening that is trying, you know, doing this struggle of producing content on a regular basis is, um, we, in our case, we built this podcast network and we're looking around for shows and for formats and for hosts and this and that. And, you know, Kelton, you've had experience on air and you've got a great voice and you had the willingness to do it. And we're looking around and it's like, Oh, wait a minute, that's something that we could pull over this way. And kind of in a way it turned out to, to repurpose as well. But as it evolved, also, it became, I think, I think it's really cool as text, but there's, you know, I mean, you just can't deny how cool it is, especially if you're into the person that, um, as a listener, if you're into the person that's being interviewed, it's just, as with any podcast or any radio interview, it's like, man, to be able to hear that person actually talk is is pretty sweet. But, um, yeah, and then, and I don't know exactly where you want to go here, but, you know, um, Caroline early came on and she really like, I mean, you guys have been, she's been booking guests and cause it's so much work and you've got so much to do outside of the show just for your day job, um, that you need, obviously needed help booking guests and man, you guys have just, uh, been really like expanding the guest list here in a way that I never, in some cases I never thought possible and yeah. never even thought about so that's been cool to see too. Oh, for sure, for sure. Yeah, it's been a, it's just been a pleasure and an honor to work with both of you, all of you, the whole team. Obviously, put together um, some pretty amazing workflows, which we're going to talk with both Caroline and Claire and Toby coming up. So we're gonna we're gonna seg into that, all of that. Uh, you have been a guest on the show. How how was that for you? Did you, did you 
you find it was not great (laughs) (laughs) Uh, you were in a in a uh, writer porn (laughs) episode i've been trying to get you to do uh oh yeah right that was fun is the novel dead yes uh, yeah one of my faves yeah, that was a good good conversation. Yes. I think that was good too. It's another maybe lesson for people is there was there was some contentious back and forth, you know, not <laughs> not like anything hardcore, but it was great because you want you don't want everybody uh saying, "Oh yeah, right, I agree, I agree, I agree." You want to have a little uh, difference of opinion uh, whenever you can get it. It makes things interesting, but uh, I enjoyed that. Was that the only time those those I two think, episodes? I think you've been on twice, but um I am racking my brain as the yeah, as we I are can't. at episode eighty plus here. I'm having a hard time remembering. But will you return? That's the I think the question on everybody's mind. For the right amount of money, Kelton, mm-hmm. I will return. Okay, okay. I, um, I'm going to have you. Get I don't know t- what your budget is these days. Get in touch with my with my um, accountant regarding <laughs> the uh, fees. And I'm sorry, my lawyer. Yeah. Right. Uh, okay. Right. Uh, I don't have. I will of those. return anytime you ask me. Yes. Okay. Great. Great. Well, we look forward to more uh, writer porn in the future. And that brings me to my next guest, um, the esteemed associate producer for Rainmaker FM and this show. Caroline Early, who luckily has been with us from the start to uh, really ensure booking all of our great guests. So Caroline, thank you um, for stepping away from your, your I heard, heard you on a horrible, horrible cruise, um, but that you stepped away to do this interview with us. Thank you. No problem. I'm happy to be here. I mean, there's nothing better, I guess, than being on vacation, but it feels good to be home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Um, you were in the Caribbean or I was actually, um, but the boat was a little bit more of a like fun sort of music boat instead of really getting off the boat at all. So I was actually just on the cruise for five days. Didn't leave. Um, we only stopped one time and I didn't even bother getting off. So, oh my, oh my. You know, can't complain. I'm so sorry. Well, um, <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about uh, kind of you and and what you do um, for Rainmaker and, and specifically for this show kind of to, to start out. Yeah, sure. So, I mean, as you said, I'm the associate producer for Rainmaker FM, which I think that title definitely makes sense for what I do on Rainmaker FM, but I do also work on all of Rainmaker Digital. So um, primarily on the outreach and sort of PR side of things, help schedule guests for webinars, help schedule guests for these shows. Um, Really anybody that's coming on to any Rainmaker FM show is booked through me. Um, So it's pretty time consuming, but it's it's a fun job to be able to feel like I'm not only just talking to, you know, all you Rainmaker people <laughs> all day long. I could get to correspond with people all over the place, all around the world. It's it's a really fun part of my job. Yeah, yeah. And uh you also have um your own you you have your own project, your own blog um out there also. I do. It's called Your Whole You. It's sort of a healthy lifestyle blog. Um and, you know, as as with any side project, it sort of ebbs and flows. So lately it's been a little bit on the downside, but that's not to say that it won't be picked up here pretty short soon. <laughs> so we'll see how that goes. Cool, cool. Well, how did you find yourself working um, on the writer files in particular? Well, obviously when I came on board, I started helping out with the PR outreach side of all the shows. And I think in talking with you, it was clear that it's a pretty time consuming job to find and track down 
guests for these shows. You know, you have to not only be digging around and finding interesting people, but then you have to figure out how to talk to them and how to get in touch with them. So in talking with you and then, you know, working on it, it just, I think it made sense with my background in PR and what else I was doing for Rainmaker um, to start helping you with that. And, you know, I'm not just saying this because I'm on your show, but I would say that the writer files is probably my favorite thing to pitch and to work on. Um, These authors are just, they're the nicest people. (laughs) They're always so flattered and honored to be, you know, selected or, have to be invited on the show so it's just really really nice to be able to talk with people who are just really excited to be be a part of it oh that's cool to hear well you know i mean i think you know some some writers and listeners might might wonder you know how we how we choose guests um to come on the show so let's talk a little bit about that before we get into the specifically how we track them down um but uh yeah how do we decide um where we where we find our guests well, I think luckily you and I and Robert as well are all sort of book nerds. So we're already in the world of um, <laughs> novels. And, you know, I think the one benefit is that we all seem to have different interests. You know, I think that uh, we all like different things, which helps us be aware of plenty of different authors that are out there. So there's a lot of research that goes on just on the back end, trying to figure out what we like and who's um, not necessarily popular, but maybe who's coming out with something new in the next couple of months. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have been grateful enough to provide me with a wish list, which is always helpful to see, <laughs> um, what people you're really interested in talking to. And we, we do use Trello for that, which is nice to just be able to keep track of everything. Yeah. Obviously we send a lot of emails between the three or four of us just to figure out who's reading what and, and who maybe heard of somebody on some other show or a news story that we heard about someone. So that's, that's definitely a piece of it. And then, The other side of it, too, is some publicist recommendations. So now that we've been doing this for a couple of years, we'll correspond with a publicist about one author and they'll say, hey, this was really great. How about this other person? You know, so that's been helpful, too, because they sort of have people that they want to put out there. And and sometimes it's a good fit. Sometimes it's not. But there's there's a lot of different avenues to be able to find different people. For sure. For sure. And, you know, we're really looking for as we crowdsource these ideas, uh, writers with inspiring stories and that are of particular interest to writing right now. And, you know, it's a survey. So, you know, we're not just going for, for fictionists or, uh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, scientists, et cetera. We're, we're just kind of, we're trying to get a little bit of everything in there for, for listeners. But anyway, um, it's a pretty fascinating process. So how, how do you track down <laughs> a celebrity author? I mean, I think people might be curious and I know it's, a, um, you know, Robert might, liken it to witchcraft, but it's like, how do we, how do we find these people when they so often do not want to be found? They just want to be writing really. Right. Right. And sometimes it feels that way. Um, I will say it starts with a lot of Googling. Cause like you said, some of these people, I don't think that, you know, I think they want to just exist in this like other universe where they're not ever spoken to. (laughs) So it can be interesting to even find a website. Um, and then, I mean, there are several authors who the only websites they actually have are their publicist page. They don't even have their own site. So there's a lot of Googling that's involved to maybe find some sort of fan page, Facebook page, whatever it is. Um, if they are nice enough to have a website, sometimes they're even nice enough to put their email, their personal email. And that's, that's really a good starting point. So if I can find their personal email, that's usually what I reach out to. Um, I try to be somewhat like clear. I I don't, if someone says on their page specifically, please don't reach out to me for publicity requests and find my publicist. I really do try to honor that. You know, I don't want to bother them with these kind of requests, but 
So, so there's that. There's also a contact page. We've had really good luck with contact pages, honestly. I mean, I think authors do appreciate getting notes from people. So every time I've had to use one of those, it's worked out. Um, and then I think the worst case scenario that I've had to do so far is just try to guess emails because, yes. the, you know, so many people is just their name at whatever site.com. So it's it's fairly easy to find. Um, but that one always makes me feel a little bit weird because you can tell they're really trying to hide. And then here I am like Googling and trying to guess what whatever potential email they'll have. Um, yeah. But fortunately, we've had no one be offended or no one be mad that we tried to email them. I mean, every single person we've had has just been really, really excited about being on the show. So that's, I think, helped me to feel more empowered to be able to email more people. And, you know, it's just, you can tell that they're just really, really excited. It's cool. And with your track record, it's like, now you have this, as as Robert puts it, this Rolodex of of uh impressive authors but um okay so let's talk a little bit just about a couple of tools that we use um to just get everything synced up with our schedules because obviously everyone's busy um it's not always easy to you know we can't just be 30 emails back and forth about hey is this day good for you um so how do we do that in particular well, we do use um, schedule once and these these sort of online calendars, at least as a starting point. It's really nice um, since I'm scheduling for you. It's really nice to be able to not have to go to you every single week and say, are you free at this time? Or are you free on this day? So that's a great starting point to see your schedule. Um, I have noticed that people don't necessarily want to look at that calendar. So there's a lot of me being like, hey, how about this day? How about this time? But fortunately, Usually, if I give them three options, one of those time will work. Um, yeah. You know, we make it so that it doesn't take more than 30 to 45 minutes to record the show. We're doing it over Skype. So it's it's not too bad um, for them. It's not like it's this three hour long, you know, in-person interview or something like that. So right, right. <laughs> I think that definitely helps. Uh, we just really haven't had a lot of problems with it. It's been especially with all of these online tools now to be able to sync calendars and all of that, it just makes everything so much easier. Um, And I can tell just when I'm, especially when I'm working with a publicist, because then it becomes us two trying to plan for two other people. So there's a lot of back and forth, but it's, it's pretty easy. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's pretty amazing. Another part of what you do is then um, you're sending our sample questions um, of the interview. So let's talk a little bit about that because I know like, Again, I keep I keep referring to Terry Gross and her process, and you know she comes up with these these uh, one of a kind thoughtful questions, obviously tailored to each guest. And um, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, we do that to some extent, but but why do we send the why do we send the sample questions beforehand? I think there's a couple reasons for it. I mean, Terry Gross is on another planet of interview skills, right? <laughs> like that woman, I I feel like she must know everything about everyone because of the way, the way that yeah. she interviews. Um, but I think in, in our context, we're not necessarily trying to catch these people off guard and have, um, I mean, we want the conversation to be fluid, but we want, we really want to learn about them. Like you said, we really want to kind of dig into the, to the brain and like learn more about them. Um, and so I think giving them the questions ahead of time allows them to feel like they can, they can prep if they want to, they don't have to. Um, it just, it gives us a chance to learn as much as possible about them and really, really learn about their process instead of just, hey, tell me a little bit about your book. You know, I mean, 
that's great, but we want to learn more about the nitty gritty of their of their style. And I think maybe it helps um, them to have the questions ahead of time. Yeah, yeah. And in the spirit of the the Proust questionnaire, obviously, those uh, those questions are not hard to find. Um, but uh, yeah, and it's it's amazing um, the work that you do. And thank you again. I will say one of the perks is getting these galleys of uh, books that are to come out soon. Um, so you know the free books. Don't hurt. So thank Can't complain. <laughs> Thanks for all the great work that you do. No problem. No problem. I I really love this part of my job. It's it's definitely up there with my my like favorite day to day tasks. I think is being able to to talk to these people and get to know them like on a little bit more of a personal level. So thank you for hosting this great show. Oh, oh it is truly a pleasure. So Kelton. I want to turn the tables on you here for just a minute and ask you a few questions because you have been instrumental in uh, the conception and growth of this podcast network as a whole, but specifically, obviously, this show. Uh, so you, will you allow me to do that for just a few moments? Uh, yeah, of course. I'm I'm blushing. Okay. <laughs> Even though this is written into the script here. You're so you're so humble. You're so humble. Okay, so tell us about you. Who are you? What do you do in regards to all of this? Um, I am a uh, professional golfer and oh, yeah. um no, Toby no. cut all this out. <laughs> um, yeah, hopefully you know me by now if you listen to the show, but uh, if you don't, I am a multimedia producer. Uh, who helps to uh, run kind of the day-to-day in-house um, production needs of Rainmaker Digital. And uh, I have the pleasure of working with all of the great, great talent um, that has, uh, you know, kind of entered the fray in this fantastic podcasting universe. So, um, you know, overseeing the day-to-day production um, that we'll talk about later with Claire, uh, kind of the ins and outs and the tools that we use um, at Rainmaker FM, built on the Rainmaker platform, which we're, we're um, so lucky to have this amazing, talented team kind of supporting us every day. So what about, let's get into some specific kind of production-y questions yeah. about the writer files. How do you, how do you put this show together? Okay. So once, uh, you know, we've just spoken with Caroline about uh, booking guests and all the great works that she does. So w- once that interview is on the books, it's scheduled, I've got a time, um, we agree uh, to record that. It's just a matter of heading into the garage, turning on the computer, logging into Skype, right? Wrong, as you know. And you, you, you have, that easy. <laughs> you've produced a lot of podcasts in the past. And, I, you know, I... I, uh, going back, want to thank you once, you and Toby, uh, once again, I may be kind of skipping ahead a little bit, but for all of the guidance and helping me to get set up with this, uh, this great system here. So the real work really does start once a guest is booked. And, uh, I usually start now, uh, I have the, the, uh, pleasure of shooting the name of the guest and hopefully, you know, like a, just a starter link to their author website to a production assistant, Bill, uh, Guy Shecker, uh, very talented, uh, old friend of mine that, uh, you know, uh, basically puts together a, a one page research doc. It's really short, it's simple, succinct. Oh, wow. I um, didn't know you were doing that. That's cool. Yeah. And it's got all the relevant info on the author 
you know, websites, interviews, other podcasts, interesting facts that he thinks will be useful to me as he knows my process now very well, ins and outs. He does um, some transcription work for the show as well. So he, um, he kind of knows what's going on there, but it's very helpful and it gives me a jumping off place where I can then start to, you know, get my thoughts together. And as you know, Robert, um, having done a lot of these interviews, I mean, you were like the original um, Rainmaker Digital slash uh, copy blogger podcaster guy. And you interviewed a lot of big names um, as well for, what was that show, The Lead? Or was it something else before that? It was The Lead, and I think it was Internet Marketing for Smart People early on. Yeah, it was no, November 2010 we launched that show. Yeah, I mean, you guys were way, way ahead of the curve, and it's paid dividends, I think, for the those audiences. Um, but anyway, so I take my talking points, um, kind of add them to that doc, um, and then I just try to read as much of the author's writing as I can get my hands on. And mm. again, thank you, Caroline. Um, she often gets uh, an uh, advanced copy of a book, uh, if I'm lucky, and sends me the either the galley or the... They, uh, the publicist actually sends the, a copy of the book. But luckily, I am a speed reader. Um, so uh, I, you know, I'm doing just... What, like the Evelyn Woods speed reading <laughs> course kind of thing? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so I'm, wow. I'm, I'm processing a lot of information, um, you know, and as we can refer back to the, the uh, format of the show, we designed that... Uh, show around the Proust questionnaire. So um, the the guests actually, you know, kind of know ahead of time what to expect. But I add some bonus questions in there that are pertinent to the author and what I think to be, you know, maybe their interests or other uh, things about them that that listeners might not know. So, so let me ask you this: How? I mean, and this is true of anyone who's wanted to do a podcast on, you know especially interview people think that interview podcasts oh that's easy all you got to do is talk and let the other person but you know just the number of elements that you've named here from scheduling to booking to back and forth i think i talked to caroline once and we were on a meeting and she said it was on average you know 10 or 12 emails back and forth before uh, someone is booked if they are booked yeah um but in terms of the research and the reading and the preparing for a single interview of which you do on average one a week. Yeah. Um, how much time do you estimate you put into a single show on average? Um, I can't say, you know, every show is different, but you know, I do find myself reading books, uh, a lot of weekends and, uh, I recently, and I'm, I'm going to link to this great long form, uh, podcast episode, um, with Terry Gross, where she talks about, at the beginning of her career when she was doing um, like five interviews a week um, that she really didn't have a life, that she was basically just watching movies and, and reading books all weekend long. That's not really the case, but I do find myself kind of uh, wanting to absorb uh, quite a bit of the writing itself because that's what the show's about. Um, also, I am a great admirer of writers, uh, kind of... Uh, um, uh, a media file, if 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 you will, I invented that term. Um, I like that term a lot. Thank you very much. Well, there's what cinephile, uh, <laughs> yeah, Mediophile. bibliophile, media file kind of covers it all. There you go. Well, I have to be in my in my line of work. Um, but anyway, yeah, it's definitely um, uh, you know 
a minimum of like three or four hours. Um, mm. But, um, you know, really like getting into the kind of just the um, research, not including the other writing stuff, probably like an hour to an hour and a half prior to the show, um, which doesn't seem like a lot, but, you know, when you have a day job, it, it can add up for sure. So then there's the piece of getting set up with the technical uh, part of recording the guest. And uh, I do not work in a garage, um, mm-hmm. but uh, I start up, I kind of do some vocal warm-ups. I'm not joking. Um, I have borrowed some straight from a broadcast um, give, us, give us one. Give us voice. one vocal warm-up. Oh, it's, it's the easiest one. A-A-E, A-A-E. You just do that over and over and over again. Uh, just trying to stretch out your the back of your throat. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you, listeners, you can practice this at home. Um, but yeah, okay. So then I um, am getting set up here with a wonderful uh, Shure SM7B microphone that you uh, sent to me, gift wrapped um, with a <laughs> <laughs> preamp uh, connected here to the MacBook Pro, which is very silent. Um, it doesn't have a fan that comes on during the interviews, which is really nice. Uh, and then uh, I'm in a walk-in closet, actually, in my basement, and it's been converted into a soundproof hermetically sealed coffin. I think you're familiar <laughs> with these yes. things. I am surrounded by clothes, don't get me wrong, uh, and I can see um, shoes and yep. and all the fun stuff. But uh, there are some additional Oralex uh, panels that can be moved around. I have a bass catcher in here. Um, but uh, yeah, I want to thank uh, both you, Robert, and Toby for all of your consulting and guidance early on because I was, um, you know, I was just working in an office with uh, little to no soundproofing uh, on a, um, uh, what was our favorite um, microphone early on that everyone uses? Yeah, not the Snowball. Everybody knows the no. Snowball, but the Yeti, the Yeti. Yeti, yeah. And, and um, you know, hey, we made it work. Um, I didn't Heck have, yeah. yeah, yeah. I didn't have... Um, really a clue but uh you know you just kind of as you as you develop your podcast and your voice um you learn things and you iterate so um yeah so what is a bass catcher a bass catcher is um is just one of those foam thingies uh it's it's also made by rlx and it just goes in the corner so that it's not reverberating you know especially with a bass heavy voice like my own uh, it can, I guess it can just kind of bounce sound around. So mm-hmm. I guess that's, I guess is, I don't know what it is really. Honestly. You get a bass catcher. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So then I hook up uh, Skype call recorder. So I'm logging into Skype. Um, it, it's already connected. So Skype call recorder, uh, I'll link to you, um, is the primary recording method. You got to make sure that's all configured. And then uh, I do a backup usually uh, with ScreenFlow so that it's just pulling a, recording straight from the computer in case Skype crashes for any reason or Skype call recorder isn't updated or something. Um, I'll get a backup there. And then um, uh, Zencaster is my other backup recording uh, method. If Skype for some reason doesn't work for the author, I can just send a link and they can just jump on Zencaster. And you've used that before. How did you find uh, Zencaster? That was cool. That was the, you shot it my way. And I think I just connected into a page that you were, um, had, had produced and were working yeah. on. But man, that was, that was very, very cool. Very, very easy. Very seamless. So link to all those things. Yep. Yeah. So once I'm hooked up in here, I got the headphones plugged in. I'm, I do a test call, um, make sure that, it, that it's all configured correctly. Got a hot beverage headphones, 
Uh, I'm ready to do the call and it doesn't always go smoothly. Authors have called me from construction sites. Emma Donahue, uh, mm. I actually asked her very kindly. She was on a press junket for her Oscar nomination. She was in Los Angeles in a hotel next to a construction site. I could barely understand what she was saying because there was a mm. jackhammer. And I actually asked her to move to the bathroom of her hotel. And I think she sat in the bathtub. <laughs> that's great. Oh my gosh. Um, so we well, got it. Man, yeah, that's tough because <laughs> like that was a tough get yeah first of all uh because she's busy and you know she's got a lot going on and she was gracious enough to to be on the show yeah but then yeah you get on there and it's just like uh, <laughs> there's a jackhammer in the background and this is not going to work so but yeah i remember you you bringing that up that's man i mean that's yeah. the life right you gotta yeah. you gotta think on your feet and help them make it as easy as possible for them yeah well you know i mean you get dropped get connection you get dropped connections you, you i've missed i've had people, authors miss appointment times or i've had to email their publicist because i don't have their direct email um mm. and it's about you know it's that multiple again back and forth that caroline has to deal with a lot a lot of times it's like a, a help message to caroline saying what happened what you know where are they mm. um or i a, an author will be on Skype on their mobile phone walking along a busy highway. Thank you, Hugh Howie. Uh, <laughs> just to go back to that one. But the list goes on. That's great. No, no. Okay. So anyway, um, then it's, you know, I hit record. And uh, before that, you know, um, again, I'll link back to that Terry Gross interview. But, you know, I try to assure guests that they're in good hands, that we'll edit them uh, uh, kindly. And uh, we can give toby cues if they need to stop or start over you know whatever happens sometimes it, it, their phone just rings and it's unavoidable you know this but luckily it's not live you know uh some authors really want to talk more uh than others about the writing life you know i've heard terry gross conjecture about this kind of confessional nature of the remote interview because you're not face to face and it's like you can kind of mm. say things that you wouldn't say to somebody that you're looking in the eye in the same room um i do love um being able to chat with writers like that because it's just like a phone. Sometimes it's like a phone call with an old friend, you know. And sometimes it's just business, you know. Sometimes it's it's not as warm, but um, that's just the nature of the beast. So uh, I like it when writers go off script and just talk about whatever's on their mind that day. How off? How much time do you spend like pre when you say okay, you're on the line, but before you start recording and just kind of warming them up? You, you know, you're talking about assuring them that you're everything's going to be cool. And yeah. Well, do you, do, I guess it varies, but yeah, um, it, it's usually like about five minutes. Um, and I'm like, Hey, you know, I'm a fan of your work cause I am. Uh, and, uh, you know, thanks for coming on. Um, you know, you're in good hands. Um, uh, don't worry about, you know, we'll edit out anything you don't want in there. You know, I'm not Terry Gross. Uh, ours is a nonfiction format that, um, you know, we send the sample questions off to writers to check out. So, you know, we skip around, I skip around. Um, I don't always get all the questions. And in fact, nine times out of 10, I don't even get, you know, three quarters of the questions in there that mm. I'd like to get in. But, um, you know, I always ask writers, do you have a time constraint and, uh, uh, get them out on time. So, yeah, but luckily right we on. have, we have Toby. So we're going to, yeah. uh, talk to him about, a, um, kind of that, that moment before the interview starts. Everybody needs their Toby. <laughs> Every podcaster needs their toe. Yeah, and just let me know if there's any um, weird noises on my end. If you need me to re-say something or something like that. Oh, yeah, no problem yeah. at all. We got cool. a professional. Toby, thank you very much. We'll be editing right. this. So thank we are rolling. You.
Thanks, Toby. Toby, <laughs> I'm, I'm counting on you to just cut out all the things uh, that I say that make no sense, okay? <laughs> Toby, I'm, Toby, seriously. All right. Uh, so, Toby, uh, thanks for joining me uh, on the Writer Files today. Well, how do you feel about that uh, uh, outtake from that show? That outtake is hilarious. Oh, <laughs> first came that, through, I just laughed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't always happen where the where the uh, guest specifically um, asks you to make them sound better, but you nope. always do. <laughs> well, they don't. Well, often, often you're not the known person. You're like the unknown equation. That's right. But uh, if somebody mentions, there's going to be somebody working on this afterwards. And uh, like you, you always imply trust. And so when that happens, uh, I, th- I think you just teed that one up for him. And he's like, well, yeah, if there's somebody working this, you got to gotta make me sound great, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And luckily, you know, some of these authors um, do have a sense of humor. And from the get-go, he was, he was a pretty fun guy to talk to. So yeah. it doesn't always go that way, as you know. But uh, yeah, maybe for, for listeners who uh, aren't familiar with you, um, Toby Lyles, uh, who are you and what, what do you do? Well, you know, I'm the, uh, the voiceless non-writer behind the writer files. <laughs> <laughs> you're, the, you're the audio genius who makes us sound so good. So I run a company called 24 Sound and have the incredible honor, privilege of working with your show and then uh, the rest of the folks at the Rainmaker team. So uh, that's fun. Um, And, uh, and I just, I've been doing audio for, for years. I don't know if it's decades or if I'm old enough to be that way, but uh, yeah, yeah, just, uh, I've been doing audio for a very long time and, uh, and get to get to work with you and your show. So it's fun. Well, uh, it is an honor to work with you. Um, your work is, is fantastic. You you do always make us sound great. So, I mean, let's talk about a funny thing that happened to us uh, trying to get on this and record this quick uh, snippet with you. We went on Skype, as uh, we are apt to do as interviewers. Uh, you called me on Skype, and we couldn't get a good connection. And uh, we had to jump over to Zencaster to uh, record this little bit, which was which was uh, we were both laughing about because between the two of us, we have um, the know-how and the uh, equipment here, <laughs> but we couldn't make it work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was uh, it was kind of embarrassing. I've got Skype; it's not letting me log in. And I'm going to try this other <laughs> thing. I'll open up the iPad to do Skype on that, and then if we do that, then how are you going to hear me well? And and yeah, I guess yeah. so. But well, you I had the it, tools. Kelly. It's a good. Well, it's it a good point uh, to you know having a contingency plan, especially when you're interviewing like a celebrity or something like that, to give them an, another option to connect with you or, or um, record the record this. So anyway, that was kind of funny. Um, so so when an episode of the Writer Files hits your desk, are you just like, oh crap, here here uh, here we go? <laughs> What's your I'll... initial reaction when <laughs> when a show lands on your desk? I, I enjoy it. I mean, you know, oh, I. Of course, you know, like like any writer would never say, "Oh man, I got this new uh, new contract or new book I need to write." At least I would assume if you're a writer, there's got to be some amount of joy in the process, right? 
So, uh, yeah. So, I mean, I just, I think it's fun. Um, honestly, I think the show is fun. I think this show, uh, I listen to lots of shows and, um, I've, I have recommended this show, um, probably cause I know a lot of writers, but, uh, but just the, um, the way you've, you've set it up is, uh, it's really fun. So, so back to the, so, wh- so what do I say? I say, yeah, I mean, it's a great show. I get to listen to the whole thing. And, um, and, uh, I don't, I don't think I dread, I don't think I dread much about your show. I'm, I'm, I'll work on that one. I'll find something. Okay. Well, um, what's the first thing you do when, when you get that, uh, link to the raw audio there for Dropbox? You know, this is for anybody, any audio nerds out there, anybody producing their own stuff. Uh, the first thing I do is, is I don't, I don't copy the original audio or I, I should say this. I copy it. I don't work on the original audio. So uh, same thing if you're an editor, right? You're not going to edit the uh, markup, the, mess up the original document so it can't be undone. We make a copy of it and, and set it somewhere else in the place where it can be worked on because, you know, stuff blows up every once in a while and you got to watch out for that. Yeah. 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 All right. So what are the primary tools that you are uh, utilizing there to make a sound so darn good? You know, it's, it's pretty simple. Uh, I've got uh, I've got the studio. Uh, we have a studio computer, and uh, and uh, we use Adobe Audition. Um, uh, and specifically, we chose that one because a majority. I chose that one because a majority of podcasters out there right now, or authors who are doing audio, uh, uh, you know, trying to promote themselves via audio or help people that way, are using either GarageBand, Audacity, or Adobe Audition. And of the three, Adobe Audition is the only professional something or other. So that's why, because then we can talk to other people well with it. And, um, and it's great. It's a great program, and we've got lots of uh, lots of fun toys involved with it, but uh, just we just drop it into Adobe Audition. Well, you do some amazing work to make us sound smart. Um, of course, I send you uh, copious notes on on where I need help, especially, or if there's swearing uh, as well. But uh, I'm very lucky to have you as um, a part of this team. Uh, Rainmaker, as I mentioned to Rain, uh, Robert earlier, has produced, I think, since the beginning of the network, which you've kind of been around since the beginning, over 1,300 episodes. And um, uh, it's a pleasure to work with you. So... With that said, as a uh, contractor, can other podcasters hire you to work uh, on their shows? Can they hire you as a consultant, um, as we have used you uh, for many of our many of our shows? And uh, if so, where can they find you? Yeah, I mean, I think one of my favorite things is helping. Uh, I like authors a lot. I like helping people who have um, who have messages to say. So people who are actually helping people with what they're doing, and of course, in the audio. So yeah, I'm always welcome to that. And uh, the website's at 24sound.com. It's all one word and all spelled out. Or the email is toby at 24sound.com. Oh, wow. Awesome. Thanks so much. And you have a great podcast also titled? Yeah, you know, it's called the Learn Podcast Production Podcast. And um, I appreciate you saying it's it's a great podcast. Uh, it's kind of nerdy, so uh, good. <laughs> Good luck. Yes, <laughs> but, but I have learned quite a bit from it and uh, really appreciate you stopping by and I'll be sending you some raw audio shortly. Um, Perfect. So. Perfect. I'll, look <laughs> so I'll talk to, to you it. very soon. <laughs> <laughs> and that brings us to the final pieces 
uh, that we put together before this show is beamed into your head. And I actually have to write the copy for the webpage, or in the case of the Rainmaker platform, which is what we have used exclusively for all Rainmaker.fm shows, uh, go figure, we have to create a draft podcast post, which I actually don't do. So the great thing uh, about a Rainmaker itself uh, for publishing podcasts and getting them out to your uh, favorite audio platforms is that it's all very intuitive and um, so simple to get these shows uh, beamed out to the world, beamed out to you, the listener. Um, That's why I want to welcome Claire Garrett, uh, my very talented uh, multimedia producer and editor that handles a lot of the day-to-day details of that process of getting these uh, podcasts published. So Claire, thank you so much for coming on the show. I understand you're a little nervous about being on uh, on the podcast for the first time. How are you today? Definitely. I don't know if to thank you or not, but we shall see. It's my first ever one, so it's a bit different to be on this side rather than behind the scenes. Yeah, yes. And you're up in Canada uh, presently. I am. Yeah. Uh, we are a uh, distributed uh, team. Uh, you work remotely, and I understand things are good in Canada. Yes, luckily, we, you and I are in the same time zone, so that works well. <laughs> that really is helpful. Um, <laughs> and uh, you hail originally from Britain. Yes, the north of Britain. If anybody has trouble understanding <laughs> my accent, I do apologize. <laughs> just, just to preface that accent. Um, so, uh, yeah, let's talk about you. What, uh, who are you and, and what do you do specifically? What do you do um, for uh, the podcast and the podcast network? So I am multimedia producer and editor for anything Rainmaker Digital, but a lot of my job is based around Rainmaker.fm and the shows. And although it was daunting when we started the podcast network, it was easy to fall in and get it all up and running once we got a process in place, which took quite a while to sort out, but it works pretty well right now. I did want to, uh, well, I reminded both Robert and Toby that, you know, since since uh, February when we uh, of 2015, when we actually started the the podcast network, we've produced all of us uh, over 1,300 shows. So uh, that's pretty pretty wow. impressive, <laughs> and and you might not have known that spe- specific fact, but uh, kudos on that. Yeah, that's terrific. Number yeah, one. yeah. So let's talk about a few of the tools that we use to actually make all this happen, and it's not just as simple as like you know pinging you in an email. Uh, although that does happen, the team gets an email from a podcast host. Uh, in this case, it would be me. And yeah, what happens from there? I guess you could kind of walk us through that first tool that we use that we like so much. Yep. So once the host has submitted the email with the raw blog post and raw audio file in, we use a tool that's called Trello, and it's like an organizational board, really. And each email that comes pr- through produces its own little Trello card. And with that, we've got the branding on there of the the show art of each show. We've got the episode title that the host has chosen. Sometimes that's not necessarily the one that gets published. We have the artist's name on there, and then there's the raw audio and the raw blog post. And Trello's fantastic. We've got different columns in there. We've got the raw blog post, the raw episode, should I say. We've got, once that's all been put in place with Inside Rainmaker platform. We've got it's it's ready for the final look by yourself. And sometimes you can tweet the final headline and that all gets 
put into the episode as well and confirmed that that's in there. And from there, once it's all ready for scheduling and publishing, that um, once the audio comes back, it gets sent off for transcription. For the transcription, we use an amazing service. Yeah, and we can talk about uh, the transcription piece, and that's like the third piece of um, yeah. of this. So, the, so there's three checklists that you're, you are uh, manually adding to each of these cards that are automatically yes. created, auto-magically created over there on Trello yeah. when they uh, email the production team. And then we just start working our way down those. So everyone has their different duties. Um, I think there's a 21-piece checklist. And then uh, that's how these things actually get built. So then once you get yeah. that once you get that first checklist set up, then you are jumping over to Rainmaker and what happens uh, yeah. there in, in, in the platform. So as soon as we receive the raw episode, I go in and we've got already draft posts created inside Rainmaker platform with each show's got their own draft post in there for that specific day and that specific set That's time. right. Where, where, does, where do those live? Where do those draft posts actually live? They actually live inside the editorial calendar yeah. inside the platform, which is really cool. Um, so they're already in there. Normally we have a month in advance in there. So it's really easy when the host sends it in and they say they want it publishing on this day. I can just go in there, scroll down, find that particular episode, drop in the tentative headline, drop in the raw blog post, add the featured image, which is the show art, the author's name, and also the keyword. Once I've hit save, I go in and preview and just make sure every link works, that it all reads well, that the title looks good. And then once all that's in place, I can let you know that it is good to have another check by yourself. And once you finalize the headline, then Caroline goes ahead and creates the social image. And then that can be added inside of there as well, which is a pretty cool tool to have as well. Yeah, yeah. And I should mention that our designer... Rafal Tamal uh, has, you know, created this, all of our show art and um, also the uh, social images template. Um, so it's all really mm-hmm. kind of paint by numbers. The amazing work that he's done both on the site and for the shows themselves um, is pretty impressive. So when you're looking at the front, right, the front page of Rainmaker FM, you're seeing all that uh, beautiful work that he's done. And that functionality yeah. obviously is uh, some of the great other great work that he's done for us. So uh, that said, not to get too too technical on that stuff, then we uh, hold our breath, right? And we just wait for that uh, that finished audio to the come audio back. To come back. Yeah. Yeah. And once it does, we yeah. you know we ch- we listen to it. We check the ID three tags. Uh, we make sure everything's ready to go before we pop it in there, and it and it uploads to the site. Yeah, it's so super easy to do as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty amazing. The Rainmaker team has done and done for us and um how yeah. all of this uh, i never did like complain about anything. yeah yeah all these pieces fit together uh so nicely um we're very very lucky knocking on wood yeah. <laughs> um that it yeah. is so easy but it's never let us down really so. yeah yeah well um let's talk about transcription now that that is the final piece so once that finished audio comes back then you can talk about these uh, fantastic tools and people that help us actually get every single transcript for every single show published uh, back onto Remaker platform. Yep. So for the audio, we actually use Dropbox so we can all share it between ourselves. And once the edited audio file is in there, it can be sent off to Rev. And that's rev.com, R-E-V. And normally they send it back within half a day a day max 
and normally it's like 95 percent accurate they're pretty good at um, doing it awesome transcripts yeah, yeah. and once that comes back it has to be downloaded and then we save it to Google Drive, which is another fantastic way of sharing documents with other people outside of our company. And they get sent off to Kibbin, which is a, an amazing editor, editing company. Yeah, yeah. we, we love um, Kibbin. We normally get, we do. They've done an amazing job. They've done the majority of our transcripts for Raymaker FM. Well, let's talk a little bit about Kibbin and, and our friend Naomi Tepper that uh, helped us to get everything set up over there. So we basically have a team of editors um, that we trained um, yes. and worked with very closely to dial in uh, exactly how we wanted all of our transcripts formatted specifically for Rainmaker. Yes. Yeah. And that took some getting there as well because it was all new to us, the network, and we had to figure out a way of how we wanted the transcripts doing and other things that's in there. Yeah. So. Yeah, they've worked, they've worked out really well. We've got three editors there that actually just work on our stuff. So that's really nice to know and reassuring. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're a fantastic team at Kibben. And uh, we're very lucky to uh, have them and you overseeing all this and managing that piece and all the other pieces that you do. So uh, the final question, what's the most challenging part of working with Kelton Reed, host of The Writer Files. Mm, you're so tough. <laughs> Maybe trying to keep up on the coffee consumption. <laughs> I don't think I could ever drink as much as what you do. <laughs> hey, I brew half-calf coffee all day long, and it, and it just keeps me sane and level. I'm sure it's the only thing actually keeping me alive. If I stop drinking coffee, uh, my heart will stop. So I've not had a coffee yet this year, so well, uh, you're way ahead of I, me. I admire your um, <laughs> stick-to-tiveness there. Claire, thank you so much. I really appreciate you uh, hopping on. Cheers. Thank you. Bye. Thanks so much for joining me on another tour of the writer's process. If you enjoy the Writer Files podcast, please subscribe to the show and leave us a rating or review to help other writers find us. For more episodes or to leave a comment or a question, you can drop by writerfiles.fm and you can always chat with me on Twitter at Kelton Reed. Cheers. Talk to you soon.